0: Enter a world where mystery and murder are everyday life for some. Join us as we examine some of the creepiest true stories ever to have been told. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm your fearless host, Sam Roper. Prepare as you may to enter the world of dark matters. My depression is deepening. For example, my fantasies are just getting weirder and weirder, dangerously weird. If people knew the kind of things I think about anymore, I'd probably be locked away. I don't know probably about it, I know I would be. Sometimes I drive around at night, I see someone walking on the side of the road or crossing the street. And I think about hitting them with my car and then driving away. No one would ever know. If you were a cannibal, what would you wear to dinner? Answer, skin of last night's main course. These blog entries are only just a scratch on the surface of convicted rapist and murderer, Kevin Ray Underwood though just a taste of his deviant and dark fantasies perhaps if listened to, the horrible events that took place could have been stopped before they happened before his fantasies became all too real on April 12, 2006 forever stopping Underwood's dark deed from coming to fruition Kevin Ray Underwood was a quiet, likeable guy born on December 19, 1979. Friends and co-workers, who were those who saw him the most, described Underwood as a quiet, dull guy who mostly kept to himself. But there were never any uncomfortable feelings around him, some even taking rides from him late at night in order to get home after work. On Kevin's days off, he would usually just stay in his apartment, playing on his computer, Underwood stated this could be up to 14 hours at a time, bored, lonely, and open to his own thoughts, Underwood made a devastating decision. He decided he wanted to murder, rape, and eat an unsuspecting victim. Though he dealt with depression and possible bipolar, Underwood had never even committed a petty crime until the murder of 2006. Jamie Rose Boland, 10 years old, was a neighbor of Underwood, and would often talk with him on her way home after school. On April 12, 2006, Jamie Boland disappeared on the way to the library. An Amber Alert was immediately issued, and the hunt for Jamie Rose Boland began. For days Jamie went missing from the complex in which she resided with her father in Purcell, Oklahoma, without a trace. That was until April 14th, FBI agent Craig Overby stopped Underwood in his father's red pickup truck at a checkpoint set up near his apartment specifically for the hopes of finding her abductor. Unknown to Agent Overby, he had just stumbled upon that very person his vehicle will only be the second automobile stopped at the checkpoint, and after a brief conversation, Overby became suspicious and asked Underwood to speak with him further in Overby's FBI car. After another brief conversation, Underwood willingly went to the Purcell Police Headquarters for further questioning. Underwood became a further person of interest when he confirmed two neighbors' stories that he was in fact the last to see Jamie the day she disappeared. After 45 minutes of interrogation, Underwood agreed to let authorities search his apartment, so Underwood and Overby immediately left for Underwood's home and entered his apartment. Not long after Overby began his search, he came across a plastic tub placed at the bottom of the bedroom closet and sealed with duct tape. Underwood stated it was to keep moisture from getting to the comic books inside. Calm up until this point, Underwood began to hyperventilate. His agent Overby opened a corner of the tub. He could see the blue shirt Jamie was wearing the day of her disappearance. Overby looked at Kevin Underwood and stated, There's no comics in the storage tub. There is clothing. Go ahead and arrest me, Underwood said. She's in there, pointing to the tub. I hit her and chopped her up, and I'm going to burn in hell. Concerned of Kevin's safety due to a 20-family member vigil being held outside, he calmed Underwood down, led him to the front of his car without handcuffs and once back at the station, Underwood would confess to every morbid detail. After having three different possible victims pre-chosen, Underwood murdered Jamie because she was the most trusting and easiest to subdue. Underwood began talking to Jamie in the breezeway of the apartment complex the day of the 12th, using his pet rat to lure her into his apartment. As she sat there on his couch playing with the rat, he hit her over the back of the head with a wooden cutting board. He then struck her three to four more times she apologized to her attacker, asking what she did wrong. He then used his bare hands to smother her, leaving her suffocated to finish the job. When she was no longer breathing, Underwood sexually assaulted her lifeless body and then brought her to his bathtub. Where there he slit her throat, leaving the top half of her body draped over the side of the tub as he let the blood drain out. He left her to drain for hours as he spoke with friends online and played video games. Seemingly, in all accounts, being in a good mood, according to those he messaged online with that night. Authorities soon after his arrest found skewers and meat tenderizer said to have been purchased to be used on Jamie. When Overby asked Underwood for a motive, his only answer was, I wanted to know what she tasted like. Just the thought of eating someone is appealing to me. On February 29, 2008, Kevin Ray Underwood was found guilty of first-degree murder. After viewing his confession tapes at trial, it took jurors only 23 minutes to deliberate and come to their verdict. For a full copy of the confession transcripts, visit our Dark Matters page at facebook.com backslash real dark matters. Kevin Underwood, on March 7, 2008, was recommended to the death penalty by jurors, and on April 3, 2008, McLean County District Judge approved that recommendation. He was ordered to be executed by lethal injection. Underwood has appealed on the grounds of poor mental health. He still sits on death row ten years after waiting for his final day to come. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Dark Matters. As always, I'm your fearless host, Sam Roper. If you have a story for us, email us at officialdarkmatters@gmail.com at or message me on facebook.com backslash real dark Matters. And remember, until next time, always look behind you.